and we're back. Welcome to Gold Spotters, the pod that tells you what's gold and what's old for young people making their way into the music biz today. Um, I'm just kidding. What I'm going to talk about today is a little more serious. In case you didn't know, I'm Avery Oliver, and today I'm going to talk about climate change and explain how the Paris Agreement plans for zero emissions by 2050. remembers the devastating fires in Australia. The first flicker appeared in September 2019. These fires scorched the earth for about seven hot months and burned 75,000 square miles of land. Sadly, it took 3,000 homes and displaced thousands of people. And it is estimated that during those months, one billion animals died. This harshly reminded people of climate change and how it is only getting worse. The Australian fires caused about $10 billion worth of damage. Between 2010 and 2019, natural disasters set a new record of costing the world $2.89 trillion. This last decade has been the costliest one on record. Other notable natural disasters in the last couple of years are cyclones in South Africa that took the lives of more than 1,000 people and left millions without basic services, East Africa droughts are linked to high water temperatures and 15 million people in need of food and housing. Deadly landslides in South Asia cause 12 million people to leave their homes. And closer to home, Central America Dry Corridor is in its sixth year of drought, causing failing crops and leaving people without jobs and food. Human activity is not the only thing to blame in this situation. Our climate also varies naturally. Solar cycles, volcanic sulfur, short-term cycles of climate fluctuations, and plate tectonics, and asteroid impacts are all natural events that add to climate change. Sadly, our situation is not going to get better, only worse. John Podesta and Todd Stern both served for President Barack Obama as climate change advocates. They said, it is predicted that in the next few decades, climate change will cause a shortage of food and water, render coastlines that are home to hundreds of millions of people unsuitable for habitation, and unleash a stream of refugees that will dwarf the flow during the recent European migration crisis. This is a climate emergency that is going to need crucial action immediately. Podesta and Stern say that in 2018, the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change made it clear that to avoid significant risk to planetary health and human well-being, the United States and other significant emitters must cut their carbon emissions to net zero by 2050. A daunting task. Well beyond what most thought necessary at the time of the 2015 Paris Agreement on Climate Change. In 2015, 196 state parties met near Paris, France to negotiate the language on a long-term, worldwide effort to reduce greenhouse gas emissions called the Paris Agreement. The Paris Agreement is a legally binding international treaty on climate change. It was adopted on December 12, 2015, put into effect on November 4, 2016, and as of December 2020, 189 members remain party to it. The general idea is to keep the global temperature from rising more than 1.5 degrees Celsius, which is about 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit. The Paris Agreement works on a five-year cycle. Countries submitted their plans for climate action before 2020. These plans are called NDCs, or Nationally Determined Contributions. In their plans, countries explained in great detail 
what they are going to do to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions, and they talked about what they will do as a country to adapt to the rising temperatures. They also had the option of submitting plans for long-term strategies. These, however, were not mandatory, unlike the NDCs. The Paris Agreement provides a framework for financial, technical, and capacity-building support to those countries who need it. For countries still developing, it is emphasized that climate-related capacity buildings are a must. Capacity buildings refer to the process by which individuals or organizations obtain, improve, or retain the skills, knowledge, tools, equipment, or other resources to do their work successfully. The idea behind the finance for the Paris Agreement is that developed countries should help countries that are more vulnerable. Voluntary contributions from other parties are also highly encouraged. To ensure that they are tracking the progress that is being made, the countries establish the ETF, an Enhanced Transparency Framework, which will take action in 2024. Countries are to report on progress and actions they have taken as well as help they have received. What has the Paris Agreement achieved so far? Well, low-carbon solutions are already being made as well as low-carbon neutrality targets. United Nations Climate Change says, by 2030, zero-carbon solutions could be competitive in sectors representing over 70% of global emissions. Let's talk about how the United States is taking on climate change. In 2009, the United States launched the MEF, or Major Economics Forum on Energy and Climate. The MEF was launched by Barack Obama on March 28, 2009, and the idea was that facilitating candid dialogue among major emitting countries, both developed and developing, to garner the political leadership needed to advance efforts against climate change, said the IISD. And there is a TFCD that was launched by Chairman Michael R. Bloomberg on December 4, 2015. TFCD stands for the Financial Stability Board Task Force on Climate-Related Financial Disclosure, and it is a market-driven initiative set up to develop a set of recommendations for voluntary and consistent climate-related financial risk disclosure in mainstream fillings. Although Barack Obama was the president who agreed to be a part of the Paris Agreement, Trump was the president who removed the United States from the agreement on June 1, 2017. Trump said, in order to fulfill my solemn duty to protect the United States and its citizens, the United States will withdraw from the Paris Climate Accord. And he added, the bottom line is that the Paris Accord is very unfair at the highest level to the United States. Trump backed out because it was highly costly to taxpayers and would eliminate hundreds of thousands of jobs. And he wanted to keep energy companies competitive and investing in the new energy technologies. What are the next steps for the U.S.? The United States needs to set a new goal for greenhouse gas reduction. This goal will need an unhesitating commitment from leaders abroad and a full evolution at home. In order to get clean technology, we are going to need to work side-by-side side with Congress to enact a broad program of investments and incentives for the development of clean technology. Podesta and Stern argue that, Abroad, the United States must devise a climate-centered foreign policy that uses the country's political capital and economic resources to drive the decarbonization of the global economy. Forming a strong plan would help notify other countries that we are taking climate change seriously.
Thanks to everyone for listening, and I'll see you next time on Gold Spotters.